how does technology help to identify the won't pays? Um, Caroline, can we start with you on this particular one? Yeah, um, so a lot of the MI and reporting and the, and the information gathering that we do with the technology um, to establish the won't pays is we can, where we can map the customer's journey when they're visiting the website. So you can see them, um, for a typical example that we'll see, we'll see customers going to the income and expenditure page and completing it five or six times until they get down to that one pound that they can afford to pay. So there's a lot of information sort of around that, which then allows us um, to sort of challenge and, and, and see that. But there is, you, you know, there's a lot, um, a, a click onto the website or a click on a, an SMS counts as a right party contact to, to us now, where typically you'd only get that if you'd engage with them over the telephone. Sorry, Gary. I think just from, from our perspective in terms of uh, identifying the one place, the, the most obvious ones are those customers that are constantly late in terms of um, their, their payment history and they always get to first or second pl placement. That's sort of one key area. I think the other key bit of information that we use as well is that we take information from a credit reference agency to then feed into our collections path. So if we don't have a one-size-fits-all collections mm -hmm. path that treats everybody the same, we risk profile them and then the treatment that um, we undertake for those customers are different based on the information that we get back from the credit reference agency. That's one touch point. I think the second touch point then is that um, when we uh, put the account for legal activity, we then use the debt collection agency then to scorecard the debt. So they will then uh, work out <coughs> the customer's ability to pay or the, you know, sort of the affordability of the debt. And then they will make also a choice um, around uh, progressing the account because you know it's a, it's a commercial it's a commercial agreement that we got with you guys in terms of you know we, we don't really want to be paying out more than we're actually collecting so we're really tight on using a scorecard to make sure you progress the, the right customers mm, mm, really interesting I, I actually want to take that point from from caroline actually and lisa I'm down at the end. I'm, good. I'm, I'm comfy, I'm all right. <laughs> um, well, well, actually, I wanted to talk about the, um, I suppose, for want of a better phrase, the funny business that was going on there on the website uh, in terms of the manipulation of the I&Es and, and really just sort of um, trying to understand your view of, of, of how you, you perhaps try to counteract that. First of all, identify it and then counteract it, Lisa. Yes, yeah, so certainly in the insurance world, we do it in two aspects. So the first bit for us is obviously getting the premium risk right. Um, so we have measures that will look at the data that customers are entering in that journey. We'll understand when they've changed it. Customers are very quick to put a claim on or take a claim off, put a speeding conviction on, take it off again. Um, and we've got fraud detections behind the scenes. We'll look at that activity and understand what journey you've gone on and what price you finally pay. What we also do before you purchase that policy, once the price has come up, we run checks in the background. So we'll also say, yeah, we can offer you a price. But you then might go on to say, I want to pay by instalments. We'll do further checks against your credit history background to ensure that actually as a payer, um, you can afford to pay and your, your, your collection history and where you sit from a credit scoring point of view matches the terms of those agreements. And for us, um, we brought that in a couple of years ago, the extra step before we bought it. Before it was a, a blanket, you can have instalments. And now we vary that based on your credit rating as to what size deposit we'd expect you to pay, what size interest we would put across that agreement. So we offer a, a personalised journey based on those customer input. And from that point of view, we've been able to see our, our, our debt position decrease based on assessing those, those credit risks at the start. 
because uh, I've heard a lot today about personalised journeys and, and, and actually not a one-size-fits-all approach, so it really fits. Tony, are you able to, or do you have any other um, view on this? Not really. I mean, a lot of it you can see in the willingness for people to engage with you and how difficult you know that engagement is can quite often sorry, highlight one or two things, either the vulnerability which you need to explore or the, uh, the people that are just simply trying to avoid uh, contact. So, but it's based on supporting what the others have said, really. Mm -hmm. I think uh, in, in my experience where you have things like fraudulent uh, transactions that are carried out online, people with, who are trying to carry out those fraudulent transactions tend to use um, a channel which, which isn't uh, a customer-facing channel. And so what I've done historically previously, previous companies is I remove the customer's ability to make debit card payments to via the portal and actually force them to have a face-to-face -face conversation with a, an agent so that you can go through uh, verifications around debit card information etc so you know that you're taking um, the right payment from the right customer using the right card. Mm, mm. Great point, great point. 